Welcome to Short-Term Rental Solutions, a show for hosts and property managers looking to overcome obstacles, maximize revenue, and optimize their short-term rental business by learning from the innovators who are designing the solutions that are shaping our industry. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Short-Term Rental Solutions Show. I am your host, Christiane Crump. And I'm so glad that you have decided to take some time out of your day to join me here on the show. So this show is going to be a little bit different than the ones that you've tuned into in the past in the sense that I do not have a guest on today's show. It's me. It's all me sharing with you some of the things that I've been doing and the places that I'm going in my short-term rental business, which for me, a big part of my goals and what I'm doing in 2024 is starting a property management company from scratch. I have been hosting the properties that my husband and I own and self-managing those for the past couple of years. And I had a very interesting experience in the fall of 2023 where someone actually found one of the homes that we own on Airbnb and was reading all of the reviews and all of the positive things that guests had to say about their stay. And that person actually like found me somehow. Well, you know what? Actually, I remember how it happened. They messaged me through Airbnb as an inquiry. And instead of actually an inquiry to see if they could book the property, it was an inquiry of, hey, I love your home and I can see that you have such happy guests. Who is the property management company that you use? That was the message that I got. And so that started a conversation. I ended up getting in touch with that person directly. They actually found me through LinkedIn. So once they found my name as a host, they started looking other places. Anyways, long story short, we got in touch. And this gentleman said, we have a home that's in the same area where your property is that we're finishing construction on. And we're, you know, I'm really busy and I know that we need a property manager. And I'm wondering if we, if you could refer me to the property management company that you use. And so I basically said to him, well, actually, I don't have a property management company. I self-manage my, that property. It's our own personal home. And that started a conversation with him that eventually led to him saying, would you potentially be interested in helping us with this home and managing it for us? And honestly, I hadn't really, I hadn't really thought about that. I'm pretty busy already with managing the homes that we have and then also my work with the podcast and STR Hub. So I hadn't really pursued up to that point the notion of potentially starting a property management company. And as I thought about it, I knew that it would be more than I individually would have the time and bandwidth to do. So I knew that in order to really be willing to take that on, I needed to see if there was someone else who could join me in that venture and kind of step up to the plate with me. And thankfully, I did have someone here locally to me who is in the short-term rental space and, and had interest in stepping up and doing that as well. So I found someone that I knew that I could join up with and team up with uh, to move forward with that endeavor. And so I eventually was able to reach back out to that gentleman and say, yeah, actually, I would love to have the opportunity to help you and your wife and manage that home. So that's really what I have been pouring myself into since that time. In addition to the podcast and SDR Hub and our own homes, I've really been working on learning everything that it requires in order to set up a property management company that really is professional. 
And there's a lot to it. <laughs> Let me tell you, I, I've been learning a ton. I know I still have a ton more to learn. And so I'm just going to kind of pull back the curtain of what that starting from scratch journey has looked like so far for me. And I'll continue to kind of pop in from time to time and, and give you an update and a check-in on how things are going. So, you know, I happen to live in a state where it is not necessary that you have a real estate or a brokerage license in order to be a full-fledged property manager. That is not the case in many states. And so a workaround for that is that a lot of people do co-hosting. And the difference between co-hosting and full-fledged property management, if you're not familiar with it already, is that a co-host does not manage any of the actual reservation funds. They may be coordinating cleaning and maintenance, messaging with the guests, managing the listing, doing the dynamic pricing for the listing, but they're not necessarily actually receiving the reservation funds. They do their work and then they invoice the property owner for that agreed upon percentage of the rental revenue. So, but in my situation, I am able to do that full-fledged property management. And so that's what I and my partner decided that we wanted to do. But knowing what I know about what is required, because you're really taking on like a fiduciary responsibility when you are accepting reservation funds on behalf of the owners. That money is not your money. You have to keep it completely separate from kind of the operating funds of the property management company. So I really took some time and did some research and talked to lots of people to get educated to make sure that the banking um, structure that we set up for this property management company would pass those standards that are necessary and, you know, the no commingling of funds and, and whatnot. But then also knowing how important it is to put the correct bookkeeping and accounting framework in place. I will say straight up that I have some basic fundamental knowledge in bookkeeping. I did bookkeeping for my husband's uh, business when we were kind of new out of grad school and he was just getting rolling. So I'd had some exposure to QuickBooks and those types of things. But it's a completely different beast with property management. And so I have also been very kind of slow and methodical, getting educated on what that bookkeeping needs to look like in order to pass the bar as far as trust accounting and really making sure that we're doing everything completely correctly. And so I am happy to say publicly and out there that the system that I have chosen to go with in order to put that in place, we are using QuickBooks, QuickBooks Online for our accounting platform. It's a great, robust platform. There are other amazing choices. I also really like REI Hub. That's a fantastic choice. Uh, I had one of the co-founders of REI Hub on the podcast a few months ago. That was definitely in the running. The reason that I didn't end up using that, even though I had the inclination because it already is kind of set up for properties and this property management is because of the other piece that I wanted to put in place. And that is using a piece of software called VR Platform. VR Platform is a, a product that is put out by Zimplify. I also have had one of the founders of Zimplify on the show as well. 
you're welcome to go back and watch that episode. I'll actually tag both of those episodes in the show notes of this, the REI Hub episode and the Simplify episode. But what Simplify has is this VR platform. And what VR platform does is it basically sits between your property management software and your QuickBooks. And VR platform does not currently work with REI Hub. So that's why I was kind of pigeonholed into working with QuickBooks. But it's great. No, no problem. QuickBooks is, is a great platform. And so what, what VR platform basically does is reservation information comes into my property management software. All the details about the fees and I don't know, everything basically comes into QuickBooks and it kind of filter, it comes into the property management software and it, it kind of goes through the filter of VR platform before it hits my QuickBooks. And as it's going on that journey, VR platform does some work. It has some automations that automatically assign the reservation funds to the different listings. It automatically breaks out that Airbnb deposit and shows how much was going to the cleaning and how much was going to Da, 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 all the different parts of what that is. It will automate all of that. So when it actually hits the QuickBooks, it, I, I'm not a guru enough to perfectly explain this, but basically it makes sure everything comes into QuickBooks magically awesome and correct. And then when I'm getting ready to do my owner statements, it will actually pull that back out of QuickBooks and help generate that owner statement in a way that accurately reflects the way that money came in, what part is the owner's, and then and what part is, is mine as the property manager. And you can add all the different little one-off fees, like a technology fee and whatnot. I just needed a system that could automate and do a whole bunch of that so that it could be efficient and be working correctly. And it could kind of help compensate for the, the weaknesses that I and currently the team have in in kind of that bookkeeping and accounting system. And VR platform is designed as a robust kind of enterprise level solution. So why on earth would I have chosen to be paying this rather high monthly fee for this software when I'm just getting started? Because you would seem like it's total overkill and that normally the types of customers who are signing up and implementing the solution are people that have more properties in their property management company. So the rationale that I had and the reason that I chose to do that is for me, it is very important that I felt like I had the systems in place and was able to kind of run through a couple of months of all of that accounting stuff and the owner statements. And I want to feel very confident and very fluid and know that that system is correctly set up and operating correctly before I start adding more properties and growing our property management company and scaling. I don't want to start out with just an Excel spreadsheet, which truthfully would probably be totally fine for where we are right now. I could be choosing to use an Excel spreadsheet. I don't want to start with that and grow to X number of properties and be like, okay, we're big enough now. We have to shift into this software and then have to go through that learning curve and those pains of, of bringing on a software when I'm under the pressure of getting out X number of owner statements by the 15th or the 10th of every month. I, I don't know. That's just a personality thing for me. I wanted to just learn it and get it straight and get it all figured out 
from the very get-go so that then I can scale and not have the stress of worrying that things are going to fall apart or that I'm going to make a mistake using the software that's going to mess up things and I'll have to go back and unpick that. And anyways, knowing me, I'll probably make a mistake anyway, right? But we're all human. We all make mistakes. But I just, I really felt like it was important that I had that system and the kinks of that worked out on the front end. So, all right. So that's the banking and accounting part of setting up a property management company. There are lots of other great avenues. That's just the one that I chose. If you're curious about others, please, I would encourage you to go over to STR Hub and do some research, look into some of the other solutions, but be mindful of what your goals are. I knew what my goals were for my property management company in 2024. And so I wanted to position myself to be able to achieve those goals smoothly. And so that is why I made the choice that I made to start up with VR platform on the front end. So apart from that, let's shift now to talking about insurance. So starting a property management company is going to expose you to new liabilities that you, well, additional liabilities. If they're the same liabilities that you have as a host or someone who's managing your own properties, but the opportunities for you to actually have issues arise expands as you now are managing more and more properties. So already that as an owner, you have the potential for a guest to get hurt at your property or for something to happen and a guest to sue you, right? And that's where we have our liability insurance and other things that cover us. So when you start property management, when you start a property management company, you have all of those additional liabilities, but then new ones. We needed to have errors and omissions coverage. We needed to decide whether we wanted coverage that covers our computers and our company. What if we got hacked? What if there was something that came up? What if we were sued for discrimination? What if there was the liabilities that can happen when you have vehicles that your company services? What about the liability and insurance issues that happen when you have an office or employees, workers' compensation, like all these different things that you need to have as insurance and protections when you're running that type of a business. And that's different than what you would potentially need to consider if you're co-hosting. I know that there's lots of people who start up with co-hosting and maybe haven't necessarily thought about that insurance piece, but I would advise you, well, I am not an insurance agent. Maybe I shouldn't say advise. I cannot give insurance advice. I'm nobody's attorney. So disclaimer out there, I'll just share with you the things that I have chosen to do. I feel like it is very important that you talk with professionals, insurance professionals and legal professionals to really understand what your potential exposures are as far as ways in which you could get sued or what your liabilities are. Really get educated that in that um, realm. And then take the time and talk to a number of companies to make sure that you are putting the appropriate protections in place and the appropriate coverages in place. Super important for anybody starting a property management company. Don't take that step lightly. So let's also move on. One of the other things is teams, right? You need to make sure you have the right teams in place. I'm in a situation and I, I know that there are others similarly who 
the, the kind of the market that this property management company is intending to serve isn't like five minutes away. It's not, it's about 90 minutes to two hours away from me. I can get to it if I need to. It's not a plane right away, but I am not going to be able to jump in the car and run to one of my properties in like 15 minutes. And so because that's the case, I need to be very intentional and make sure that I have really solid team, uh, team members in place. And kind of the buckets for teams, in my opinion, is the obvious ones, cleaning and maintenance. But then also for me, I also feel like it's really important to have some relationships with some of the trades, um, skilled trades, because there's going to be times when issues may arise in one of our properties that can't be served by just our general maintenance personnel that will require an electrician or a plumber. And so I don't want to be flipping through the phone book. Well, who has a phone book? Nobody, right? Searching Google <laughs> in the wee hours of the night or on a Sunday afternoon looking for a plumber or an electrician that I can hopefully get to run out to our properties. I want to make sure that I have already established some relationships with some of those tradespeople. They know me. They know my name. They know about the company that I'm running and what I do. And so when I send that text, it's like, hey, Derek, this is Christiane with Abide. That's the name of a property management company, Abide Property Management. This is Christiane with Abide. And I'm just reaching out to see, to let you know we have a whatever happening in this and this property. Can you run over there and whatever, whatever, obviously. But I want that relationship and that connection already to be in place. And I also want some depth in my teams. So I don't want to start adding a ton of properties until I know I have X number of reliable cleaners, cleaner companies, cleaning teams, whether it's like mom and pop teams. I happen to be building this property management company in a market that's kind of rural and has a little bit of a labor squeeze. So I don't want to put myself in a bind and bring properties under management and then all of a sudden have like four cleans that need to be done on a Friday afternoon or a Thursday before Friday check-ins and I have one of my cleaning teams fall out and there's literally no way that we can cover and get those properties ready. I need to have some depth. And so it takes time to find those people and to utilize them a few times to make sure that they are going to be able to do the quality and be reliable to be good team members. Obviously, hopefully, well, I, you know what? I know a lot of people who have large property management companies and still haven't brought cleaning personnel in-house who still rely on local cleaning companies to, to service their property management company because they don't want to be a cleaning company. They want to just focus on the property management. So I don't know yet whether I'm going to choose to go that route and always rely on third-party businesses for that or whether I'll eventually bring that in-house. But currently, we don't have enough properties that it makes sense to bring that in-house. But, you know, these are all these different things. And same goes with the maintenance. I want to make sure that I have a few maintenance personnel that I know that I can reach out to. So if there's hiccup, things aren't going to fall apart at the last minute. We know that we can take care of our properties and take care of our owners. So the last part, which has been very interesting. So I've done, I've done all of this, these things that I've talked about. 
I have the banking and have the team members, et cetera, et cetera. So now I'm in the place where I'm actually at that stage that we're bringing properties into our portfolio under management. And just the other day, I got a voicemail and it was like, hey, this is so-and-so. And John mentioned to me that you do property management and I love, I've got some property up in whatever, and I'm hoping to talk with you. So starting to have these conversations with potential owners. And it's been very interesting. And man, I wish I could, for me, the situation that I'm in as these owners, I, I'm managing in a very much so emerging vacation rental market. It's growing and expanding and lots of new listings coming on in our market. And so I'm seeing some of these properties and I don't know, I feel like I'm having to, and I think everybody should, I'm, I'm wanting to be very realistic with these owners and, you know, let them, that is a great place. Let me tell you a few things. My opinion, as far as what we could potentially do to help your property perform strong in the market. And maybe that's conversations about decor or enriching their listing with some additional amenities. I mean, this is all kind of low hanging fruit that many of us in the industry are familiar with. But as I'm having some of these conversations, it's maybe been surprising to me or a little eye-opening to realize that there are people coming in and buying properties and and setting them up and not really having a pulse on kind of those things that help properties stand out and set apart from their local competition. So I've I've enjoyed having that competition, but I it's kind of felt weird. And I don't I don't want to feel like a naysayer, but I've I found myself a couple of times having to say to people, to be perfectly honest, you're not going to be able to get the revenues that you're hoping to out of this property unless you consider doing a few of these things. You're probably going to need to put a hot tub in. Most of your local competition does, or you're going to need to whatever. And then being super honest with what those projections are. My partner who came into the property management company, she actually is, she fired basically the property manager that she had before. And one of the things that was frustrating to her is that when she started up with them, they gave her this rosy projection of what her rental revenue was likely to be. And, and, and that first year, it just fell so short of that projection. And so she was really, I don't know, it, it just jaded her a little bit. She felt like they kind of dangled a carrot out in front of her and baited her with this awesome projection. And then the reality was there was such a gap there. And obviously I don't want to be that that way. I want to be really truthful and honest with our owners and help them have a realistic expectation. I obviously, like I said, want to say, hey, this is, you have a great property. I can see ways in which we can improve your listing and, you know, help you stand out. We can, we can push this projection potentially, but you know, this is what your seasonality looks like. These are the months that even with having a seller property, there are likely to be months during those shoulder seasons where you need to understand you probably will not have enough rental revenue to cover that mortgage. You just won't. And that's not because you have a bad listing or a bad property manager. That's because of the seasonality of your market. And there's some months in this market where Occupancy is like 20%, 15 or 20%. So just be prepared for that. And it's just really that education process. So I've really, that's kind of where I am right now is educating potential owners on what the market looks like, helping them to understand what their expectations should be in a realistic way, helping them and educating them to see what we could do 
to outperform their local competition, but then also educating them on truthfully what their local competition looks like. What is a 3-2? How is a 3-2 performing in this market? And it's surprising to me how many people don't really understand what that is and how many people aren't really vetting out those properties prior to purchasing them. I'm finding owners that thus far purchased a property being like, we love to vacation in this destination. That's why we bought this property. And we're just hoping to offset a bit of our mortgage. And so I'm like, great, we can definitely do that. And then when I bring that rental revenue projection, they're maybe a little bit like, really? That's what it's going to look like? Like, yeah, that is, that's the reality of this market. And then also the conversation of saying to them, please understand that the number of properties coming on in this market is exploding. And, and saying to them, honestly, I cannot 100% say that the way properties have performed historically in this market is the way that they're going to continue to perform in this market because the supply is increasing. And I don't know yet whether the traveler demand is going to continue to increase at the same rate that the supply is increasing. So yeah, that feels like sometimes it feels like a little bit of a difficult conversation to be having with owners. And maybe some of you are going to listen to this episode and be like, wow, that is like the worst sales pitch ever. How are you ever going to grow your property management company if you're being that transparent with your owners? But I guess that's the type of person that I am. And I want to be super transparent and not just sugarcoat to my owners. And I, I feel like for me, that is trust building. I would appreciate that if someone who was, I was going to wanting to be a property manager for me, I would want them to be honest and sincere and not give me this rosy expectation if that really wasn't the truth. And I would want them to tell me, love your listing, you really need a new couch or whatever it is. So I don't know. That's my perspective. I would love some feedback on it. Feel free to share some comments, but that's really where I am right now. That's the journey that I've been going on, really setting that framework, wanting to put all of the proper foundation work in place, and then wanting to be the type of property manager that I would want myself. One that sets realistic expectations, one that's willing to provide me really valuable suggestions and insights on how my property can do better. And then one that's really going to be as transparent as possible and really be a good partner with me in um, making sure that they're taking great care of my home and doing the very best that they possibly can. So I don't know. For me, that, that's what it's looked like so far. And I'm, I'm really enjoying it and loving it. And I know that kind of the next steps for this journey, once I feel like we really have our, our systems solid and we're confident, then it's time to shift into that scale and growth phase, right? Where we're talking about the marketing piece, reaching out to um, potential guests, our social media presence, email, all of those different things, but then also the growth as far as reaching out to um, local owners and really making sure that we can effectively communicate the offering that we have to them. And, and then also being super intentional of what are the types of owners and properties that fit the portfolio that we are trying to build, 
not every listing is going to be a good fit for the company that we're trying to build. Just like we have guest avatars for our properties, as a property management, was starting this fledgling property management company, I've really been intentional in trying to craft what I feel like the ideal owner is for us and what the ideal type of property is for us and what we're trying to grow. So that's a really important part too. And and I've as I've spoken with property managers kind of across the board, that's one of the things that I've heard over and over and over again is about how once they got started, they just kind of took any property, any owner that had a property that wanted help with managing it, they just took those properties on. And based on how many times I've heard that over and over again, I am trying to not walk into that trap myself. And I'll tell you, though, it's really easy to just be like, oh, a property, another listing. I can add a door to my property management company. Yeah, it takes some some real mindfulness and being intentional to not do that. So yeah, those are the things that I'm learning. I hope there was some value in just sharing all of that and being super transparent. There's so many skilled hosts out there that are curious whether property management could potentially be right for them and whether co-hosting could potentially be right for them. So I hope that by sharing all of that information with you, there's been some value there. And man, I need to record a whole nother episode because in addition to all of this, there's the conversation in our household about are we going to be buying another property in 2024? So yeah, that's a whole nother conversation. And actually, I have a guest coming up that we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the real estate market here in 2024. So looking forward to having that conversation and bringing that to you. And hey, I would love any feedback on this. If you're in a similar situation or if you have questions or if, hey, if you've got tips for me in this property management journey, feel free to reach out. And I'd love to hear from you via email, Christiane at STR Hub or at Christiane Crump on the social media platforms, or even in the STR Hub Facebook group. I'll put a link to that in my show notes. And yeah, any tips that you guys have for me? And let's just keep the conversation going. I'm happy to check in and share with you how things are going as the year progresses. So thanks so much for tuning into this week's show. And I look forward to seeing you back here next week. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you could spare a moment, please leave the show a quick review. Your review helps us help more hosts and property managers like yourself. By the way, if you're a realtor, lender, bookkeeper, accountant, interior designer, or other professional who specializes in serving the short-term rental industry, we need to get you listed on STR Hub and start spreading the word about your services. So reach out to me via email, Christiane at strhub.com. Thanks again for listening and be sure to join me next time to catch my latest conversation with the innovators designing the solutions that are shaping our industry.